Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirshner. The New York civil fraud trial for the Trump Organization has begun with Donald Trump spouting dangerous rhetoric about the judge, his clerk, and the district attorney. Glenn gives us a play-by-play of the proceedings. So friends, I have a few observations about day one of Donald Trump's fraud trial in New York. This is the case that was brought against him by New York Attorney General Letitia James and is being presided over by Judge Arthur Engeron. And I want to start where the New York Times reporting started today. Headline, Trump's fraud trial starts with attacks on attorney general and judge. And that article begins, the trials of Donald Trump began Monday in a New York courtroom where the former president made an appearance to fight the first several government actions against him a civil case that imperils his company and threatens his image as a master of the business world. The case, brought by Letitia James, New York's attorney general, takes aim at Mr. Trump's boasts about his net worth, accusing the former president of crossing from hyperbole into fraud. In some years, the attorney general's office contends Mr. Trump, his adult sons, and their family business inflated his riches by more than $2 billion so they could secure favorable terms from banks and bragging rights about his overall wealth. Quote, year after year, loan after loan, defendants misrepresented Mr. Trump's net worth. Kevin Wallace, a lead lawyer for Ms. James, said during opening statements on Monday morning. He noted that while it might be one thing to exaggerate for a television audience or Forbes magazine's list of the richest people, you cannot do it while conducting business in the state of New York. And friends, circling back for just a minute to the New York Times headline, Trump's fraud trial starts with attacks on attorney general and judge. Here is what defendant Trump said as he was entering the courthouse. Quote, you ought to go after this attorney general because she's turning off everybody for coming in. Close quote. And there it is, friends. Donald Trump's dangerous rhetoric on full display. It continues unabated. You know, we saw what happened when he directed his supporters to go to the Capitol and stop the steal. We saw what they did. Now, 
he tells his supporters to, quote, go after this AG. But let's move on to another topic. Let's look briefly at the substance of Donald Trump's opening statement, which was delivered by one of his attorney, a guy named Christopher Kies. And by the way, this is the same Trump attorney, Chris Kies, who was sanctioned in this case by Judge Engeron for his conduct during some earlier litigation in this case. There it is, ordered that plaintiff's motion, plaintiff is Attorney General James, plaintiff's motion for sanctions is granted, sanctioning, among other Trump lawyers, Christopher M. Kies in the amount of $7,500. Attorney Kies must be very proud. So here is just some of Kies's opening statement on behalf of Donald Trump as reported by NBC News. Trump's attorney, Chris Kies, delivered the opening statement for the defense. He argued that the defense interprets the evidence differently and that it maintains that Trump made billions of dollars by being right about real estate investments and building one of the most successful real estate empires in the world. Kies reiterated that the defense believes that the evidence will show no material fraud. He said that one witness, Eli Bartov, an accounting professor at NYU, will show that there is no such thing as objective valuation. And the court will also hear that this agreement is not fraud. There are different ways to value a given property, he said, and that there can be no intent to defraud. Okay, Chris, uh, let me get this straight. You know, maybe I'm not so good with numbers. I'm not an accountant or anything. But you say that there really is no objective valuation that can be placed on property. Okay, so I guess if Donald Trump went to a bank, hypothetically speaking, and told that bank, oh, my property, it's worth um, $100 million, and he was making that representation because he wanted to secure really favorable loan terms from the bank. And then the next day, Donald Trump turned around and told the tax authorities that that same piece of property that he told the bank was valued at $100 million, he told the tax authorities, um, yeah, that property, it's, uh, it's worth about a million dollars. So please don't tax me so much on the property. You know, Chris Kyes said, well, come on, there's no objective valuation that can be placed on property. No, but you know what, Chris? There is fraud. There are fraudulent representations and what Donald Trump was doing was fraud, rampant fraud, obvious fraud, transparent fraud, illegal fraud. So, you know, you can quibble with the rules of accounting and say, well, you know, there's no objective valuation. No, but you know what? There is fraud. So you know what, friends? Donald Trump and Don Jr. and Eric will be held accountable, not for 
legitimate discrepancies in the valuation of their properties, but for their runaway fraud. Because justice matters. Coming up in a limited and narrowly tailored way, a judge has told Donald Trump to shut up. Glenn explains why next on Justice Matters. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Judge Arthur Engeron has finally placed a limited restriction on Donald Trump's speech and social media posts. Glenn says hopefully other judges will do the same. Well, friends, finally, finally, a judge has restricted Donald Trump's false, dangerous, despicable speech and posts. Now, it's not a gag order. He's not being gagged. He's not being prohibited from talking about his case or falsely proclaiming his innocence. No, it is a narrowly tailored prohibition that New York State Court Judge Arthur N. Garan, who's presiding over Trump's New York State fraud trial, that Judge N. Garan placed on Donald Trump after Trump posted a picture of Judge N. Garan's law clerk that was taken with Senator Chuck Schumer, and Donald Trump labeled the post Schumer's girlfriend. Here is the brand new reporting from the New York Times. Headline, Trump ordered not to comment on judges, staff in fraud case. And that article begins, Donald Trump was chastised on Tuesday by the judge presiding over his civil fraud trial after the former president posted a message targeting the judge's law clerk. Mr. Trump attacked the clerk, Allison Greenfield, shortly before noon on his Truth Social site. His post was a picture of Ms. Greenfield with Senator Chuck Schumer, the Democratic majority leader. Mr. Trump mocked Ms. Greenfield as Schumer's girlfriend and said that the case against him should be dismissed. The post was taken down during a lunch break around 1.30 p.m. Justice Arthur Engeron, after the break, explained what had happened, though he did not name Miss Greenfield or Mr. Trump, referring to him only as a defendant. Quote from Judge Engeron, 
personal attacks on my members of my court staff are unacceptable, inappropriate, and I will not tolerate them under any circumstances, close quote, the judge said. Justice Engeron said that his statement should be considered a gag order, forbidding any posts, emails, or public remarks about members of his staff. The judge added that serious sanctions would follow were he to be disobeyed. So friends, what should we make of this development, this long overdue development? First of all, I am thrilled that a judge, any judge, has decided to do what the law allows, issue a shut-up order, a partial gag order. Okay, shut-up order is my characterization. But please don't get me wrong about the concern I'm about to voice. Judges, in my experience, I spent 30 years in courtrooms, both military and civilian, prosecuting cases. Judges are ordinarily very protective of their law clerks, as well they should be. Often law clerks are volunteer positions, they're internships. They can be staff and salaried clerks, but guess what? They're not making much to be part of the machinery of justice to assist the judge in, for example, researching issues and writing opinions and sort of corralling the various parties that need to be corralled during the course of the trial. You know, law clerks are in a very real sense some of the unsung heroes of our court system. So judges are very, very protective of their clerks. And I'm glad Judge Engeron was so protective of his clerk when Donald Trump despicably posted something about her, that he snapped right into action and put a gag order, a partial gag order, he refers to it as a gag order, on Donald Trump. That is a good thing and it is long overdue. But Donald Trump has been endangering witnesses, jurors, prosecutors, judges, and their respective family members for so very long. And it took a threat to a law clerk, and make no mistake about it, this is Donald Trump identifying Judge Engeron's clerk, posting her photograph, lying about her, and saying that this picture ought to serve as a basis to dismiss the case against him. This is him endangering that law clerk, sending the message out to his supporters, just like he did when he said, hey, your vote was stolen, get down to the Capitol and stop the steal. He knows precisely what he's doing. It took this kind of a threat to a law clerk and a very appropriately protective judge to snap into action to protect that clerk and to protect all of the judge's staff. How about, how about judges step up and protect all of the witnesses and prosecutors and jurors and others, their family members, who Donald Trump continues to endanger with his reckless speech, with his dangerous posts, because he's been able to do it with complete impunity thus far until today. 
So yes, bravo Judge Engeron. This is neither a complaint nor a criticism of what he did. He took prompt action, you know, maybe only in New York. But how about the other judges step up and begin to protect others who maybe aren't as at risk as a law clerk is? How about other judges begin to issue narrowly restricted limitations and prohibitions on Donald Trump's speech and on his posts. And yes, I know, I'm aware that Jack Smith has asked Judge Tanya Chutkin in Trump's federal prosecution in Washington, D.C. to place just such restrictions on Donald Trump. And that litigation has been ongoing for some time while the parties file briefs and reply briefs and responses to the reply briefs and now it's set for a hearing. I'll be in the courtroom on October 16th when Judge Chutkin takes this up and if I had to bet my one buck, you've heard me say it before friends, I am not a high roller, I'm not a gambling man, one dollar is my betting limit, I would put the full buck on Judge Chutkin imposing a similar restriction on Donald Trump's speech and posts. Because just in recent days, Donald Trump has threatened the attorney general who's pursuing the very civil fraud case against him right now. He said, quote, people should go after the attorney general. Are you flipping kidding me? He endangered the former head of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, by suggesting he should be executed. And General Milley is a witness against Donald Trump. How about other judges step up and be just as concerned about all of those other people that Donald Trump is endangering as Judge Engeron was concerned about his clerk and his court staff? It's time. It's time to shut Trump up with a narrowly tailored set of restrictions designed to put a stop to the danger he presents to others. Because justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.